Welcome back to the This Is Bora podcast. This episode we talk cricket, touch, swimming and shooting as well as look at some of the things that are happening in the region in the coming weeks. Before we get into sports and other happenings in Bora this week, let's continue on from last week and take a journey around Bora on the Shamrock Trail. First stop is the old courthouse. Now, Burra was considered as a town in 1850 and the Court of Sessions in Burra was proclaimed on the 1st of October 1855. The first Court of the Petty Sessions hearings in Burra were conducted from 1856 in cramped rented premises at the Crown Inn. The clerk travelled from Bond Log to preside. The first basic courthouse structure also served as the police lockup and was built in 1857 at the rear of the present courthouse. The more authentic courthouse was constructed three years later after local lobbying. The project cost £800, was located adjacent to the lockup and to present prisoners from talking to members of the public was fenced for 68 quid in 1862. The building had a £150 addition in 1868 and with a wing used by the Lands Department. The first district court hearing took place in Burrawa in 1866. It is reported that Judge Francis heard 16 cases and afterwards dinner was served at the Royal Hotel, which is now the Ram and Stallion in the richest style. Licensing court hearings followed from 1882. The increase in court settings, sittings combined with the building's age led to approval for a new construction in 1883. Court moved to rented premises and tenders were called in 1885 for stables part of which remained at the rear of the old police residence. The new grand building was designed by the colonial architect James Barnett and was one of 130 courthouses built during Barnett's 25-year tenure. Barnett was known for a classical revival style which incorporated Palladian elements in its composition. Among impressive buildings designed under his guidance is the General Post Office in Mark Place in Sydney. The Burra Courthouse cost £5,750 at time of construction in 1885-86 and was the last of a series of structures that housed course proceedings in the town. This courthouse was completed in January, by January 1886 and had many upgrades over the years. Electricity was installed in, eight, in 1926 and there was a $30,000 re- refurbishment in 1984. Court sittings in Burra were ceased in 1988 but court hearings continued to be held in nearby Yass and Young. Today the building has been recorded by the National Trust and is leased by Hilltops Council. Visitors are welcome at the Borough Visitor Information Centre and volunteers operate an art and crafts shop cooperative. In round seven of local cricket, the Borough Cox won by four wickets on Saturday against the Tamora X Renegades in a low-scoring game. With the Crocs bowling the Renegades out for 60 runs off 23.3 overs, they then reached the total in 13.4 overs for the loss of six wickets. Top scorer was Matthew Kenningless with 43, and the best bowlers were Nicholas, Nicholas Dye got an amazing three for two off four, uh, three for two off four overs, and Lachlan Amara got three for 21 off 3.3 overs. And the Gora Big Bottles beat the Shamrock Leprechauns by eight wickets. The Leprechauns made nine for 163 off their 40 overs, with the Big Bottles chasing down that total in 25 overs. Top scorers were Brendan Sheen with 101 not out of just 78 balls, which included eight fours and six sixes. Tim Gregory finished not out with 27 off 45, and Simon Pye scored 22 off 25. In bowling, 
Jacob Kennedy was the only bowler to take multiple wickets and he returned figures of three for 21 off eight overs. This was the last round in the 40-over format for the year with the Crocs finishing top table in their grade and the Big Borrowers finishing third. Senior cricket now goes into T20 comp for the rest of the year with the 40-over comp resuming in the new year. There was no junior cricket on the weekend due to rain. This Saturday sees Borrower Gold play Harden in Harden and Borrower Green plays the NXT Junior Sixers in Cooter. In local touch, this game, week's games have been cancelled due to the rain. They're hoping to play catch-up games next week's next week, looking maybe Thursday. Also, due to school presentations and other end-of-year activities, the next two weeks of touch will be played on Tuesday evenings and not Thursday. I'm hoping to get Lucy Woods back on next week to go get her thoughts on the coming rounds. The pool has been closed all week due to a technical issue. However, a few little birdies told me that there was a case of gastro at the pool, so they've, I believe they've been given the all-clear from New South Wales on that, but they're still having some technical issues with some of the... Um, some of the equipment, and so they're still sorting that out. So as I mentioned last week, the Gun Club had their Burrower Gun Club Classic. Um, I'll be joined next week by Justin. Justin will talk to us about the Classic as well as what they've got planned for next year. Um, but we'll talk about the results. So there, there was a wide range of shooters. Now, numbers were down because of the weather. However, the competition was still good. And we had a there was a wide range of age groups and and um, of competitors from a few veterans in the eighties all the way down to young borough local Zach Reed who was competing in his first competition. And I spoke to Zach on Monday to see how he felt. He went. He said, "Look, he went well, but for his first competition, he was he. I think he did really well. So overall winners. So there was five events for the day. Um, so event one was the um, thirty. Handicap. So the winner of that was Grady Evans with 43 out of 44. And looking at the screen now, we've got um, four people finished on 29 out of 30 in the original shoot, and then they had a shoot off, and Grady got 14 out of 14 for the over, overall shoot. And so therefore, his total score was 43 out of 44. Second was Phil Place. Third was Ross Bradford. Fourth was George Kisano. And fifth was Marcus Fielden. Then we go to the Event two, which was a point score. So there was 37 shooters in that competition. The winner was um, Kyriakos Cassiano, who got 156 out of 156. So that went to a shootout as well. There was half a dozen shooters, five shooters who got 90 out of 90. So they went to a shoot-off. And Kyrgios was ha- was fortunate enough to get all of his shots for the shootout. First place in the double A was Grady Evans with 155 out of 156. Second for the double A was Kim Nillian with 132 out of 35. First for the A's, Wendy Barton. Second for the A's was Jeff Nash. Third, first for the B's was Darren Reedy. Second for the B's was Jules Cassiano. And first in the C grade was Jeff Mason. Second in the C grade was Marcus Fielden. The third event for the day was the single barrel. Winner for that was Kim Nealon, who... Got 33 out of 33. We then had Grady Evans in the double A, getting first for the double A's, 53 out of 55. Chris Ohm, 52 out of the 55. And first for the A's, Julia Serafin. Second for the A's, Jeff Nash. First for the B's, Brian Frost. Second for the B's, Ross Bradford. Ros Bradford. First for the C's was Greg Madehill. And second for the C's was Haley Arlo. In the fourth event for the day, for the weekend, we had a double barrel. There was 40 shooters in that one. 
The winner of that was Arthur Turner, who had a perfect score. So he got 30 out of 30, and then he had there was a shootout. There was close to a dozen shooters who got 30 out of 30. Arthur, in the shootout, they had 92 shots, and he got 92 out of 92. So that's pretty impressive shooting. They then had Grady Evans, who got 107 out of 108. So Tony Barton got second in the double A's. 53 out of 54, Terry Arlo got first in the A's, 121 out of 122. Second was Kyriakos Cassiano with 69 out of 70. First in the B's was Darren Reedy. Second in the B's was George Cassiano. First in the C's was Greg Maddell. And second in the C's was Haley Arlo. And then we had our champion of champions. So champion of champions was Tracy Stringer who got 147 out of 150, so shot 122 out of 125. And as you can see, there's three there that got 122 out of 125, and then she got 25 out of 25 in the shoot-off. So Tracy was the overall winner. First for the double A's was Tony Barton. Second was Clint Goodwin. First in the A's was Caleb Stringer. Second was Phil Place. First in the B's was Darren Reedy. Second in the B's was Brian Frost. First in the C's was Marcus Field, and second in the C's was Haley Arlo. Haley Arlo did well in all of those looking at that. The last thing I've got is the overall high gun was Arthur Turner, who shot 295 out of 305 for the weekend. We then, for the double A's, high gun, Clint Goodwin got 303 out of 315. The high gun's A-grade, Kyriakos Kasanu shot 293 out of 305. For the B's, Darren Reedy shot... 260 to 292 out of 305 for the C's Marcus Fielden shot 265 out of 305 for the junior Haley Arlo shot 255 out of 305 for the ladies Amy Smith shot 291 out of 305 and for the veterans Julio Serafin shot 288 out of 305 so next week I will speak to Justin we'll look at what 2024 looks like and what they've got coming up at the Services Club this week, the barrel draw for the electric bike was won by Glenn Hignett. I spoke to Glenn during the week and it turns out he was the second name drawn out. And so the first name drawn out wasn't there, so they went to the next person who was available. On Friday, they've got more raffles. The members draw is now sitting at 5,000. They've got a bonus draw at 500 and the hour draw at 4,200. And the poker night has now changed from Thursday to Friday. So anyone interested in coming down to the poker night, Rego's at 6, start at 7. Um, I was speaking to the club yesterday and they're trying to get more people interested. So by running it on Friday night when they have the raffles, they're hoping that they might get a little bit more interest when people come down and have a have a go. Saturday they have Tai Chi for seniors, 10.30 gold coin donation, and they have the 71 model band playing from 7 p.m. On Sunday, they've got raffles for $3,700. They have nothing scheduled for Monday or Tuesday on their books. And they have, on Wednesday, they have bingo, full gentle exercise, full prevention workshop, twilight bowls from 7 p.m. Thursday, they have social bowls from 12 o'clock. And the toy raffle is on the 9th of December. At the Red Club, they've got bingo on Thursdays and raffles on Thursday and Sunday. Central School, there were 12 nominations for primary school captains. All candidates had a, had had an interview with the Principal Graham Jones and Primary Assistant Principal Jason Stewart last week, as well as delivering a speech on Monday as to why they want to be captains. Votes were counted and the primary school leadership team for 2024 is the captain is Mila Patuk, 
and Annabelle Smith, Vice Captains Levi Thompson and Summer Apps, and our Prefect is Casey Armour. Congratulations to the primary school leadership team, and I know that the school will support, support them next year. The school's presentation night is on the 7th of December. Year 6 farewell dinner is on the 13th. Down at St. Joey's, they have announced their school captains for 2024, and they are Grace Prosper, Jack Scott, and Oki Miller. They would also like to thank the Lions Club of Borowa for the donation of books to the library, the Year 6 Mass and Dinner on the 8th of December, and the whole of school presentation night is on the 14th. Looking forward now, the Lions Club have uh, taken nominations now for the Australia Day Awards, so they've got nominations for the following awards for Australia Day. So the Lions Apex Citizen of the Year. The Lennon Joan Oxley Memorial Award, Boorwa Commanding Lilancourt Awards, the Rotary Young Achiever of the Year, the Senior Sportsperson of the Year, the Junior Sportsperson of the Year, 12 years, 18 years and under, the Junior Sportsman of the Year, 12 years and under, Sporting Team of the Year, Club Person of the Year, Community Awards, Rural Service Fire Awards. Nominations for awards organised by specific community organisations and groups can be made by contacting the relevant organisation or the Australia Day Committee directly via Sharon Mayer on 0415 207 541. Nominations for Brewer's Australia Day Awards close Friday the 5th of January at 2024 at 12 noon. The Feel the Vibe Dance Studio is having its end-of-year concert on Sunday the 10th of December from 5pm at the X Services Club. The Boorowa Hospital Auxiliary is selling tickets to a Christmas hamper raffle next week. Hamper will be on display in Bendigo Bank and tickets are available from the Bendigo Bank or the Op Shop. Hilltop Spending Spree. So Squadron Energy through the Community Enhancement Fund, Bango Wind Farm, kindly supports and replaces the Hilltop Council in funding this year's Hilltop Spending Spree. With funding of $5,000 it's spread across the three towns through the business, the Boorowa Business Chamber. If you participate, what does that mean for your business? Your business will be mentioned on radio during the advertising period, commencing Monday 13th of November and closing Thursday 14th of December. Names on the posters to be displayed at your businesses and entry tickets. Last year on average, borough businesses' names were mentioned 16 times over the competition period. The entry tickets will need to be brought back to the Borough X services by 5pm Friday, 15th of December, and the draw will take place on Saturday morning, 16th of December, 11am at the Borough Old Class Old Courthouse grounds. Each, partici- each participating business will be required to contribute $100 to be part of this bi-local promotion. These funds are to be in the bank account of the business chamber or with the business chamber representative no long, no later than close of business Monday 30th of October to allow for marketing material. Participating business will receive a book of entry forms. Each shopper will be given one entry form per shopper per transaction when they make a purchase. There will be one major print winner from Brewer. Other prizes will be available as per donations from businesses. Ideally, the Brewer winner will receive their prize from the participating business owner who supplied the winning entry form and both will appear in the local newspaper. The winner as part of the terms and conditions is to spend their prize money with participating Brewer businesses to ensure the winning shopper has enough cash when making a purchase from the participating business. The local business chamber representative can be talked to to allocate the funds. All further inquiries or questions can be made to the, to the business chamber representatives, Garrett Robertson or Kerry Dancy.
IGA is sponsoring this year's Christmas Lights Competition. IGA is sponsoring this year's Christmas Lights Competition for residents, businesses, rural and novelty displays. The Rural Business Chamber coordinators of the competition in 2023 have agreed to give us a little extra time to get our Christmas light displays up to enter this festive competition. Entries will now close at midnight on Sunday, 10th of December, with judging being done 12th to 14th of December. Winners will be advised on the 18th of December in time to spend their prize money and announced from the 19th. There are four great creative your places to sure to fit into one. Best lit house, residential display. Best commercial, non-residential. Best novelty display and best rural display. Burrowa is a family-friendly community and many of our residents and business owners create wonderful, uplifting displays delighting children and adults alike, the BBC President Garrett Robertson said. The variety of entries in previous years is always impressive, with decorations ranging from inflatable snow globes to solar-powered decorations to light synchronising music and everything in between. The competition is open to all in the former Burrowa Shire Council area, encompassing Rye Park, Reeds Flat, Frogmore, Rugby, Maringo and other local villages and locales. Why not start a little competition going between the families living in your neighbourhood with a Christmas light display contest? All the families can pitch in and get a prize for whoever gets the most beautiful light display in the community. What's more, you all get to enjoy the scenery. I'll certainly be heading to view the many wonderful light displays around the area, just like I know many families around Borough do as part of their Christmas traditions. Come on, everybody, let's light up the community for Christmas. Entry forms are available from the Borough IGA in Pudman Street or on the BBC website, boroughbusinesschamber.com.au. The Borough Gaylong Rail Trail is an economically viable project that would significantly boost Borough, Gaylong and the Hilltops region. Rail trails are shared-use paths built on disused railway corridors. A 27-kilometre rail trail between Burra and Geelong has been identified as being feasible. The next step is to prepare the rail trail development plan for the committee to then rally the government to build the trail. The rail trail will provide a convenient all-year-round attraction to day-trippers and overnight visitors to the region. In addition, infrastructure such as this will provide our locals with new opportunities for walking, cycling, fun runs, triathlons and half-full marathons, accessible for everyone to use. The Committee for the Borough to Gaylong Rail Trail has made a significant leap towards realisation of the Borough Gaylong Rail Trail, with funding now secured to complete the development plan for the 27km proposed route. The committee was formed after Jim Ryan attended the Rail Trail Forum held at Tumbarumbra in April 2021. The committee comprises Jim Ryan, Chair, Paul Parker, Secretary, Julie Poplin, Treasurer, David and Julie Henderson, Alan Moston, Paul Young, Wellen Mark Kelly and Gail Flannery. They quickly raised the funds from local supporters for a feasibility study, which was completed by Mayor Mike Halberton and Mike Ma in November 2022. The small village of Gaylong is on the main Sydney to Melbourne rail line. The line to Brewer was a branch line only as far as Brewer. The last train ran in 1977. Gaylong currently has no services or accommodation, but has an active progress association supporting the rail trail proposal. St Clement's Monetary and Retreat Centre is just outside the town. Adjacent to St Clement's and on the proposed rail trail route is a significant and well-maintained a well-maintained historic cemetery with many impressive monuments. The old railway timber trestle bridge over the Brewer River is in a state of serious disrepair, but if restored would be a highlight of the trail. Burrowa is a bustling town of some 2,000 residents, with cafes, accommodation, hotels, a museum and a golf course. The region is known for its agricultural excellence, especially fine merino wool production. Burrowa has a significant Irish heritage with an annual wool fest and running of the sheep. The old railway station has disappeared, but there is an impressive locomotive turntable near the end of the rail line. 
The trail heading Brewer would be in an existing recreation park near the old station and only a short distance from the centre of town. Brewer is an eight and a half drive from Canberra and about three hours from Sydney. The rail trail is located within the Hilltop Shire boundaries with a generally supportive council. The Rotary Club of Brewer has supported the project with significant funding, as have local businesses and landowners. The trail has some similarities to very successful Tumbarumba to Rosewood Rail Trail. The development plan is being completed by Mike Halliburton and Mike Maher and is expected to be completed by March 2024. The committee is now exploring funding opportunities for the trail's construction as well as finalising the final $3,000 to complete the development plan. I will include a link to the GoFundMe page in the podcast description. Also on this weekend is the National Cherry Festival. With a weekend full of activities planned, there is something for everyone. Hilltops Council want to advise the following temporary road closures. Road closures will be implemented during the National Cherry Festival from Thursday the 30th of November to Sunday the 3rd of December. The affected roads will align with specific entertainment. Details are as follows. So the amusement alley, duration from 6am Thursday 30th of November to 5pm Sunday the 3rd of December. Road closure details. Anderson Park Railway Station Precinct will be closed, specifically affecting Lynch Street between Lovell Street and the railway line. Friday night fireworks, duration between 8pm and 10pm Friday the 1st of December. Road closures, Naismith Street between Zouch Street and Lynch Street, Lynch Street between Lovell and Edward Street, and Lovell Street between Zouch and Main Street will be closed. For the parade and the mass band performance, duration from 1pm to 5pm on Saturday the 2nd of December. Road closure details, from Brewer Street, so Brewer Street from Zouch Street to Thornhill Street will be closed. Parade Marsling. So Cloet Street from Zout Street to Calabash Street, Calabash Street from Cloet Street to Junction Street, Junction Street from Calabash Street to Burrower Street, and Burrower Street from Calabash Street to Zout Street will be closed from 2.30pm to 5pm. Please be advised that there will be staff closing sections of the road on either side of the above-mentioned times in preparation for the formal temporary closures. Disabled parking will be available in front of the town hall. No vehicles are permitted to move during the parade and the drop-off zone for buses will be at the old library on Lynch Street. Bus parking will be provided along Lovell Street between Lynch and Zouts Street. Council have made a number of special transport arrangements for the National Cherry Festival. A free shuttle bus will be running from 8.30 to 6pm Saturday the 2nd of December. Stops will include the Young Showground, Caravan Park and the old library on Lynch Street. For further information, visit the nationalcherryfestival.com slash online program. So let's have a look at what they've got on for the weekend. So all weekend, they have the Young Society of Arts 40th Annual National Cherry Festival competition. So the official opening is Wednesday the 29th of November at 7pm at the Young Town Hall. $10 entry includes music, refreshments, door prize and awards. Exhibition is open from Thursday 30th through to Sunday the 3rd of December. The 25th Annual Cherry Festival Photographic Competition and Exhibition. Official opening is Sunday 26th of November at 2.30 at the Young Services Club. $5 entry includes refreshment. The exhibition is open from the 27th of November to the 3rd of December. Carnival Alley, Alley is presented by Southwest Slopes Credit Union and Amusement and Rides at Anderson Park. They've got the Hilltops Her- Heritage Rally at Carrington Park and Lego Exhibition down at the Baptist Church. On Friday the 1st of December, 5pm, entertainment on the main stage in Anderson Park. They've got Trudy Summerfield, Jane D, Circus Box and Harry Cleverton. 6pm to 6.30 is the official opening and at 8.45 the National Cherry Festival fireworks display which is presented by Ray White, Young and Harden.
on the Saturday from 9am. They have entertainment on the main stage. So Sing Australia from 9, Hilltops Choir from 9.30. 10am is Youngtown Band, 10.30, Leanne Sims Academy. 10.45, Luke Jewett. 11.20, Harry Cleverton. 12pm is Kristen, the Christine Wishart Dance Studio. 12.15, Young Public School Band. 12.45, Fat Brass. And at 1.30 is the Celtic Tattoo Mast Band. Down the bottom, we've got 2.30, we've got the Wilders Bakery Cherry Pie Eating Championship. So entries on the day, prizes to be won, registration from 2 p.m. At 4 p.m., they have the Woolworths National Cherry Festival Street Parade in Borough Street. And then from 5 p.m., they have live, live entertainment on the main stage. So 5 p.m., Fat Brass. 6 p.m., announcement of the Cherry Growers Display Winners. So place your votes in the box at the Young Visitor Information Centre. And then announcement of Cherry Float Winners. 6.15 is Circus Box and 7pm is The Young Ones. If you haven't heard The Young Ones before, they're quite good, but they're not so young. All Day Fun Bells Amusements presented by Southwest Slopes Credit Union and Regional Farmers Market. On Sunday, they have the Donjas Super IGA Big Breakfast in Anderson Park from 7 to 10. That's $10 per, $7 per person, sorry. From 8.30 to 10.30, Bush Poets and Junior Bush Poets in association with the Wombat Bush Poets. 8pm to 2 is Handmade and Homegrown Markets. And 11am is Registration for the Cherry Pip Spit. 11.30, they have the Valley Fresh Cherry Pit Spit Competition with Junior Competition, $50 prize money, and Ladies and Men Competitions, $100 prize money. From 12.45, they have Circus Box. There's all-day events at Hawkesbury Working Dog Working Kelpies Demo and a Midwest Axeman Wood Chopping Championship presented by Colonial Motel. Now, for those coming along, you can go to the shed doors from some of the orchards and buy cherries, or you can pick your own. Now, this year, there's 19 different locations you can go to. On next week's episode of This Is Pro Podcast, I'll talk sports and activities as well as continue around the Shembrock trails with our next stop, St. Patrick's Church. Until then, take it easy all. Have a great one.